Hello and welcome to the Rose Rehash Golden Bachelor Wedding Edition. We're going to go through the episode of the Golden Bachelor, the wedding. We're going to give out some awards at the end. I give out roses and divorce papers to my favorite and least favorite characters on the show. I got to say, I enjoyed this. I think... I enjoyed this special episode of The Bachelor because it was far enough away from a season that just finished and far enough away from a season that's about to begin. We got a couple weeks on each end, so it did feel like a very special episode. I want to go through. We start out at the La Quinta, which throwback city. The La Quinta, if you remember, is the last time I was doing these Rose rehashes. It's when we were doing pandemic bachelor where they would get all quarantined to one resort and that was the first one with claire and she was the bachelorette she ended up going home with dale moss very early they brought in Tasha. it was a very memorable season and that hotel specifically because i remember just how it felt like it was in the middle of the desert there was really nothing around it it was made to be this resort, but it didn't really look resortish. It looked more like a hotel where you would go for on a deal to spring break. And it brought back a lot of memories for me. It was weird to see it. I kept thinking of how long ago that was and how short a time that really feels since it was us at the La Quinta. We then get Jesse, who, uh, Jesse Palmer who has been truly underrated, I think, in everything he does. Jesse Palmer, I've been watching him now through all the college bowl season. He's a great college bowl analyst. He's also great here. He tells us that his wife is in labor or about to be in labor, and he's about to have a kid, and she could have a kid any second, and they're taping this live. And you kind of feel like... Jesse really like is owning this role as the host of The Bachelor, owning this show, owning this franchise. I really liked him as the centerpiece of the live events. And then he pitches to Kathy and Charity, which this was a giant L for me. Charity was fine. Char they, they needed someone who had some experience. Caitlin Bristow would have been better in this role to me. Kathy, I understand she's a character. We all became, uh, she became kind of a punchline. She was a part of the joke. She was in on it. She's got a lot of life. She's, But Kathy was reminiscent of a mom who had a couple too many drinks that made a speech for too long. It was a lot of Kathy tonight. I thought this was, we, we want tastes of Kathy. I know, and it kind of felt like when you hear like the joke and you go, Oh, that's a funny joke. And then someone does it again. You go, oh, remember that joke? And then you're like, they do it a third time. And you're like, okay, I, I've had my fill. Kathy, I mean, to me, she's chocolate cake. You know, like I want a few bites and I want to be out and that's fine. I'll have a slice. I don't want a whole cake. Okay. We got a whole cake of Kathy who then is interviewing people and the vibe of the wedding and the live stuff from the wedding was very much New Year's Eve. Dick Clark's rock and New Year's Eve. It felt like 
It were hosts in front of an event that was going on behind them, kind of in between music acts. That was kind of the vibe of the whole night. I liked it. I liked because I there was an element where I was like, hopefully they do this from a studio and then they pitch out to a wedding. But I kind of liked that it had that red carpet live feeling that anyone could walk up at any time. People might drink too much, a little Golden Globes-esque. And then we go to some pre-tape portions. I thought the pre-tape portions were the strongest of the show. It was nice that it went from this live event to pre-tape and back to live to pre-tape. The first pre-tape portion was the Christmas meeting where Gary's family was going to meet um Gonna meet Teresa's family and Gary asks um, Teresa's grandkids for her hand in marriage. It's cutesy. It's very Christmassy. It's very much a movie. Like you know, it, it's a little bit step by step. First episode, pilot episode. It you know the two families meet each other's sharing traditions. I get it. The one weird part is that we find out at this point point that Amazon is a big part of this show Amazon registry the idea that you can go on the registry and pick out stuff from Amazon you don't even have to leave the house you can register on Amazon I'm sure you can do it through the app and then someone can go to your page and never and it was a little apocalyptic post-apocalyptic it was a little bit like RoboCop and we're living in this future and like it, it was a little bit like I was in back to the future and coca-cola you know like it just was very adsy and listen Gary and Teresa they're not actors they're not they're they you know they turn to each other they go and where do you think we should register well Amazon has been nothing but helpful and you're like it's a little bizarre when it's also the biggest company on earth the you know this company that like has this reputation for just having a billion workers and very cold and it's just weird to have this warm story brought to you by the mothership of Amazon. Make sure you buy your packages or you shall never work again. I don't know. It was a little weird. And also the idea of someone registered on Amazon, I'd be like, is everything okay with them? Like we can do a little bit better than that. Um, so then we have we come back to the live portion. Kathy, again, hovers over this show, much like Amazon does. Kathy interviews Leslie, which this was the point where you take the mic out of Kathy's hand because Leslie comes up, and Leslie is the second-place finisher on The Golden Bachelor. We watched her get her heart crushed, and Kathy's like, what's it like being here? And it's like Kathy was like a bull in a china shop. She had to, It was just not very... Um, you would have wanted someone with some media training. I think Caitlin Bristow would have had a better opportunity of this, even though, you know, Caitlin, I give a lot of shit to, but she wouldn't, you know, she would have danced this delicately. And then we had the wedding planning. This was fun. I like that they had like a female Neil Lane. They brought in this woman who's a wedding planner extraordinaire, and they're trying the cake, and Gary has no opinion on anything. You know, it is funny to watch a guy go through the wedding planning process. Like, no, this is Teresa's show. This is the wedding planner's show. They're at a hotel. It's a destination wedding. There's not much you can do. I'm sure they can pick a plate and, 
you know, they're choosing the tablescape. We didn't even see people sit at a table. This was all promotion. This was all to sell you tchotchkes, to sell you the wedding planner. We go to Neil Lane, who shows him a ring. That's a fun moment to see just two men bumbling over these ugly rings. And I'm sure every wife and girlfriend at home was like, oh, my God, what are they going to choose? I hope she had a say in this. So then we come back to um, the end of this is also... Oh, part of this was also the dress buying. Now, they show us them, uh, Teresa, buying her dress and trying on the dress. And she tells the story about how her de- her at her last wedding, she had a one day and they just threw a dress at her and they spit at her and they said, put it on, you're getting married and this guy's going to war. Every story they tell is just like, I, I, I believe it. I believe that's how they believe it. I believe that's how they felt. It's a little bit much. (laughs) Oh, we only had two hours to get married before Frank was shipped off. And it's like, okay, now I finally get my moment. And I'm sure that feels, that's the way it feels. So Teresa um, goes to this dress shop and it's her daughter, her daughter-in-law, Gary's daughters. And then Susan comes in and Susan takes over the room. And at this point, you're kind of happy to see Susan. You go, Oh, if Susan wasn't here, all we'd think about is it, it, it was Kathy taking up too much oxygen. We show a scene where Gary and uh, Teresa at the end of this wedding planning uh, scene and buying the ring and buying the dress. And we show that they're going to have her officiate the wedding, which pleasant surprise. I mean, if I was to choose an officiant, yes, yeah, Susan's one is number one on the list. I want more Susan. I want her to be the golden bachelorette. I think her, the way she is and the way everyone receives her, it just feels very real. It feels authentic. So then we go um, to back to the live portion where we get Braden. Braden was on, whose season was he on? I, I don't even remember. He was on a season. And <laughs> Braden was on, was it charity season? Was it that long ago? Yeah. And Braden was a character. Braden's the guy that wears the earrings and the hats, and he's a very uh, what would you call him? He's a he was a character, and I I like Braden. Then he went on Bachelor in Paradise and had his own storyline there, and then he meets Christina Mendrell, who was on Zach uh, Robot Zach season. Now, Christina Mandrell was kind of famous for being famous before coming on the show, had a famous mother. People really didn't trust her intentions. She got a little drunk. She went home, whatever. I've met Christina. She's very nice. She lives in Nashville. Braden has moved to Nashville. And then Braden, who is wearing a cowboy hat and a big, huge, dangling, you know, dream catcher earring with a peacock feather at the end of it, gets down on one knee and proposes at someone else's wedding. The idea that he didn't run this through other people and no one said to him, hey, man, this might not be a good look. It is. I And I do understand that this is a TV wedding and weird things can happen. And no one's and, and it's not the same as a regular wedding. But when you get down on a knee at someone else's wedding, you have to apologize for it. You have to say, I ran this through Gary. I told Teresa just because we're at this like red carpet interview portion of the night doesn't mean that just anything goes you have to acknowledge it it just and you're happy for them because i'm happy for Braden, but i go 
Does this? He obviously, and I. Sometimes this is the beauty of wearing an earring and multiple earrings and being this eccentric people person. People let you off the hook. They go, "Well, it's Braden. Braden gonna Braden. Braden gonna do Braden. Braden gonna show up at the wedding. Wear a cowboy hat. Oh, 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 he got engaged at someone else's wedding. That's what Braden does." And it's like. There's a point where I don't do that for people. I don't care how crazy an earring you wear. I don't think it's appropriate to get engaged and get on a knee at someone else's wedding. You now have put on a white gown and you're the bride. So bad on you, Brayden. So now we have the bachelorette party. The bachelorette party was fantastic. I'm so happy they showed it. We have Teresa, Sandra, we have Ellen, we have Faith, and we have Susan and I think that's it. I don't think Kathy was invited to this. They're going to do a boudoir photo shoot. Now, a lot of this has been about empowering older women and showing them that you're not out of the game yet. And I got to say, all of them looked fantastic. If I was a woman of that age, I would be encouraged to do the boudoir photo shoot because Ellen was kind of the Ellen was the soul of this segment. Ellen, who is a, I think, a sex ed teacher, she's like, I don't know, I'm, I, I don't want to put this on. I'd rather, I, I, it, it, she, you could feel her discomfort. And then she goes and does the shoot, and she looks good. She doesn't look sexual. She looked like she was holding, you know, a, 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 a railing at a New York City subway, and she was afraid her purse would get taken away. But if, as far as empowerment's concerned, there's a lot of faux empowerment. There's a lot of people screaming out of their ass. This, if I'm an older woman, I watch as I go, this would be a fun night with my gals. Yeah, let's let's get you know done up and trust someone with a camera and get some great picture. There's nothing that feels better than a great picture. So I do understand that. When I take a good picture, I go, Jared, you still got it, buddy. And then when someone looks at it and goes, that doesn't look like you, I want to chop their head off and dispose of their body. So... Again, that's what goes with a good picture is one douchebag who's like, well, that doesn't even look like you. And it's like, yeah, I posted it because I think it looks like me because I'm proud of how it looks. I didn't post it because I thought it was a different person. I, I you know, there, there's no way I was like looking to poll the audience. Does this look enough like me to think that you know, it was me? Let me live in my unreality. So I like that they got this moment of unreality. They then have the strippers come in and it's all cute. And it also shows the double standard of this show. The women can bring in men with hard bodies and we can spank their asses. If Gary wasn't even allowed to have a girlfriend before he went on this show, he was allowed to have a dead wife and then never have dated and then go on The Golden Bachelor. The minute we found out he had a girlfriend that lived with him that, you know, disagreed with how they broke up, we were like, whoa, this guy isn't who we thought he was. So this is a double standard. I would have liked to have seen Gary on a bachelor party just because I know Gary's got that big dog in him. I would have loved to have seen Gary on a bachelor party. We didn't get that. I think it's bullshit. They should have sent him to at least Vegas for a day. Go gamble. He doesn't have to, you know, lick a stripper. Just let him be with the boys. Have a steak night. Glass of red wine. Throw some money on the table. Have a cigar. We could have seen that side. Now we come back and... Uh, Kathy interviews Faith. Uh, this was the only good moment Kathy had the whole night. Kathy interviews Faith and says, you famously said you wouldn't leave your dead horse to for a man. And then, Ka- and then Faith says, no, I would leave for the right man. And it's like, wait, didn't you say you loved Gary? 
didn't you say you were in love with him and that you wanted him and you wouldn't leave because your horse was buried in your old town that used to ride to Walmart? And again, you know, Kathy wasn't great this episode, but it's from the mouth of babes. She had the balls and probably didn't even realize that it's an awkward question to say to her. What the hell happened? Would you is that why you is that why it didn't work with him? You wouldn't move because your dead horse is underground? What's the deal? And she goes, That's not how it was. You made it sound like and she didn't exactly say it, but Faith made it sound like, oh, it got edited in a different way. And it's like, I would have loved a follow-up question there. Now we have Susan officiating the wedding. She did a fantastic job. I think Susan should make this her business. I think she was so good. She's dressed like a uh, like she just put a spell on a Disney princess. She had this like very maleficent look to her. She was beautiful. She was funny. She had some great jokes. She was quick. She pitched off to all the right people. Love Susan in this role. And then we had the speeches from family, which was the most boring thing I've ever seen. And I don't think I think this is indefensible. If you're at a wedding and it's a reception and there's speeches going on, um, you've done a disservice to everyone at your wedding. If you're gonna do speeches. We better be at a table that we can talk shit about the speeches to the person next to us while eating and drinking alcohol. That should be, okay? So that's the deal we make. We listen to your garbage speech from your garbage friend while we drink and eat and talk shit about them. Not while we're in the pews, uncomfortable, waiting for things to start. So wrong place, wrong time. And then we get Dotton is telling us that him and Charity are getting married in the fall, which was a very exciting moment. It did feel like their love was real. It was very authentic. I like them as a couple. And they say this right in front of uh, Katie and Robot Zach. And it's kind of a little bit, you know, if I'm Katie, I'm like sitting there being like, yeah, I guess they got engaged after us, but cool. And then we go to the big party at the end where it's important to Teresa to throw the bouquet. I don't understand why it would be important to Teresa to throw the bouquet. And then when she does, it turned very animalistic. All of the women from the Golden Bachelor started wrestling each other. It felt like she was dangling a cheeseburger over the lion's den at the zoo. And then when someone caught it, I don't remember who caught it. I don't even think they announced it. They have this big laugh from Teresa, like she's this evil. Great power comes great responsibility. Ultimate power, ultimate corruption. She's laughing. She's going, ah, ha, 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 and you go, is this the real Teresa? This is the person Kathy warned us about. That's the Rose rehash. Um, I'm going to give out divorce paper to the people I didn't like. I'll give Rose to the people I did like. Roses go to Susan. Susan, you crushed it. You crushed the, uh, the officiating. I loved it. Jesse Palmer, you did a fantastic job. Give that guy a rose. This guy has a wife who's about to have a kid, his first kid. He's working on the fly. Everyone is a wild card. Kathy's going on for 10 minutes straight. Great job, Jesse Palmer. Um, my last rose goes to the bouquet toss. As much as it did, it, you know, it was just revealing, which I loved about it. It revealed everything about who wants to catch that bouquet. It reveals who's superstitious. It reveals who is a little bit you know, gets a little drunk with power, Teresa. Divorce papers. Kathy. Kathy, you almost ruined the show. Kathy, it was too much. Um, you, you made every interview about you. If someone was happy, ah, oh, that's one guy less for me. Kathy, you're in your 60s, okay? Dotton was never going to marry you. Why are you saying, oh, Dotton's going to get married? I guess he's off the board. No, no, no. He was never on the board for you. 
Kathy was just, it, it was too much. She should have never been on the mic. We wanted a bite of Kathy. We didn't want her as the meal. Brayden, you're getting engaged at someone else's wedding. Are you out of your mind? You're getting divorce papers. And the last one goes to producers. Two hours? This could have been an hour. This could have been an hour. Take away Kathy. Take away some of the stuff that live at the event. Take away one of the tape segments. We're at an hour, and we're at a fun hour. You had a fun hour the whole season. We were at an hour and happy. And then you pigged out. You turned into a pig. You saw you had a moneymaker, and you go, ooh, we can fit an extra Amazon ad here. Stick to an hour. Don't make us resent you after a great season. Rose Rehash. I'm Jared Freed. Back next week. Boom.